God is waiting to spend time with you. Let's lean into His presence and hear His voice. Welcome to 5 Minutes with the Father. Hello, my name is Nick, and as always, it's such a privilege to have you join me as together we spend 5 Minutes with the Father. And I can't believe we're only a couple of weeks away from Easter. Wow, where is 2023 going? And the purpose of our time together over these weeks leading up to Easter has been focused on the theme of Lent. And as I've said in previous episodes, you don't have to commemorate Lent to get something out of these practices that we're doing because they're designed to aid you in your walk with God either way. Um, But they are focused on just preparing our minds and hearts for the significance of the season of Easter, because really it doesn't get more significant than that for those of us who call ourselves Christians. And today what I'm going to do is read a blog post that I came across and then give you a couple of minutes to think about a simple thing, just to reflect on this and let this fill your mind and heart over this day as you go about your day. So the blog post that I'm going to read right now is called Why Jesus Was Hated and put to death. And it's written by pastor and writer Kevin DeYoung. And this is what Kevin has to say. Why did they hate Jesus? It is sometimes said that Jesus was killed on account of his inclusion and tolerance, that the Jews hated him for hanging out with sinners and tax collectors. This is the sort of sentiment which has a bit of truth to it, but only a tiny bit. No doubt Jesus upset many of the Jewish leaders because he extended fellowship and mercy beyond their constricted boundaries. But it is misleading to suggest that Jesus was hated for simply being too loving, as if his inspiring tolerance were the cause of his enemies' implacable intolerance. Take Mark's gospel, for example. By my reckoning, Jesus is opposed once for eating with sinners— once for upsetting stereotypes about him in his hometown, a few times for violating Jewish scruples about the law, and several times for blaspheming or for claiming too much authority for himself. As Mark's gospel unfolds, we see the Jewish leaders increasingly hostile toward Jesus. Although the fear of the crowds stays their hand for a while, they still try to trap Jesus and plot his destruction. There is a lot the Jewish leaders don't like about Jesus, but their most intense, murderous fury is directed toward him because he believes, I am the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. The four Gospels, as we might expect, emphasize different aspects of the Jewish opposition Luke, for instance, makes more of Jesus' identification with the society's castes-offs as an issue for the Jewish leaders, while John makes more of Jesus' unique status as God's equal. But the basic outline is consistent in all four accounts. As Jesus' reputation as a healer and miracle worker spreads, the crowds come to him in larger and larger numbers, prompting the elites to despise him more and more. As a general rule, Jesus was popular with the masses, the exception being in his hometown of Nazareth, and as his popularity increased with the crowds, so did the opposition from the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders disliked and eventually grew to hate Jesus for many reasons. Mark 15.3 says the chief priests accused him of many things. 
they were angry with him for upsetting their traditions and some of their scruples about the law. They looked down on him for eating with sinners and associating with those deemed unclean or unworthy. But most of all, they hated Jesus because he claimed to be from God and as time went on, dared to make himself equal to God. That's why they hated him. That's why the crowds turned on him. And that's why Jesus was put to death. The Jewish leaders could not recognize Christ's divine authority and identity. Jealousy was no doubt part of it. But deeper than that, they simply did not have the eyes to see or the faith to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's why in all four Gospels, when the opposition against him reaches its climax, Jesus is not charged with being too welcoming to outsiders, but with being a false king, a false prophet, and a false messiah. They killed Jesus because they thought he was a blasphemer. In the end, it was the implicit and explicit claims Jesus made to authority, messiahship, and godness, not his expansive love that ultimately did hit him in. This is not an excuse for our own hard-heartedness or a reason to distance ourselves from today's sinners and tax collectors. We need Jesus' example to set us straight. But we must put to rest the half-truth, more like a one-eighth truth, really, that Jesus was killed for being too inclusive and too nice. The Jewish leaders may have objected to Jesus' far-reaching compassion, but they wanted him dead because he thought himself the Christ, the Son of the living God. If Jesus simply loved people too much, he might have been ridiculed by some. But without his claims to deity, authority, and the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, he likely would not have been executed. So as we approach Easter, let's certainly talk about the compassion and love of Jesus. How could we not? But if we don't talk about his unique identity as the Son of God, we have not explained the reason for his death, and we've not given people reason enough to worship. There's a lot to think about in that blog post, and it's it's a really well-written blog post. I really like it. But what I want to do right now is just give you a couple of minutes to reflect on the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. And as you do that, think about what it means for you that Jesus is the Son of God. I'll give you a couple of minutes to do that now.
Let's pray together. Jesus, you were scorned, beaten, mocked, and crucified for our sake. We cannot thank you enough for enduring such cruelty for the sake of our salvation. You are God's one and only Son, the greatest sacrifice, our Saviour and Redeemer. We praise you and thank you with all we are. Amen. If this podcast is blessing you in some way, if you've been listening for a while, I'd like to invite you to do something really simple that would be really helpful, and that is leave a review, preferably five-star if you're willing, but especially on Apple Podcasts, if you're willing to leave a five-star review and maybe even a comment, it does something to the algorithms. I can't explain the full process of how it works, but it makes a podcast more prominent as people search for podcasts to listen to, which then means that this podcast can bless more people. I don't make money by doing this. I do it simply to be a blessing. So if you could leave a five-star review, that would be so helpful for me. So thank you in advance for doing that. My name is Nick, and I'm so glad you've joined me today. I look forward to you joining me again as together we spend five minutes with the Father. Father.